Hi, this is Pastor Matt, and I want to welcome you to our Blue Oaks Church podcast. At the end of this episode, feel free to download our Blue Oaks Church app, where you'll be able to access resources, events, and ways to get connected at Blue Oaks and in the community. The app is the easiest way to share this content with a friend, and it's the easiest way to keep up with everything going on around Blue Oaks. Most importantly, though, I just hope that you enjoy this episode and it inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. All right, today we're going to look at one of the most familiar stories about David in the entire Bible. Uh, This story begins with a very fearsome guy named Goliath, uh, who would have been a very high draft pick in the NBA. And he's why we decided to name this series Facing Giants. The writer of scripture says Goliath was a giant, the champion of the Philistines. And he does what was custom in war in those days, which was to say, I challenge you to send out your champion and we'll settle this war one-on-one. Now the obvious guy to face Goliath would have been King Saul. He stood head and shoulders above the people of Israel, Uh, but he wasn't interested in taking on Goliath. In fact, he offered a compensation package to anyone who would stand in his place and fight the giant. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage and will exempt his family from taxes in Israel. Apparently, he wasn't up for father of the year. Uh, He would just let his daughter go to someone who would stand in his place and fight Goliath. Uh, Yet no one took him up on his offer. For 40 days, Goliath kept up this challenge and no one would step forward. Meanwhile, David is 10 or 15 miles away where he's gone back to shepherding after being anointed king. And one day, David's father tells him to take some supplies to his brothers who were at the battlefront. Uh, For 40 days, Goliath has been taunting the Israelites. Uh, They've been living in fear and defeat for 40 days. But now on the 41st day, one little Israelite is gonna take on a task that no one else would. On the 41st day, the history of Saul and Goliath and David and Israel would change forever because of a little shepherd boy with a courage as big as Texas. I don't know about you, but I wanna have the kind of courage David does in this story. But if you look carefully with me at the story today, one of the things you'll discover is it takes time to grow the kind of courage David had. David's courage was in the process of being built a long time before this 41st day at this challenge of Goliath. I think there's a real illusion that we face in our day Uh, which is that when you face a moment of crisis, when you face your Goliath moment in life, and you will face a Goliath moment at some point in your life if you haven't already, the illusion is that you can just develop courage out of the blue. It doesn't happen that way. The truth is, if you wait until you're facing your Goliath, you probably won't do too well. A man arrives at the pearly gates of heaven and Peter says to him, Well, I can't find in your record that you did anything particularly good or particularly bad. Can you tell me of one impressive deed in your life? And the man says, well, one time I saw a gang threatening a young woman and I stopped my car and I took out a tire iron and 
I walk up to their leader and he's a huge, ugly guy full of tattoos and he had earrings and I reached up and I ripped one of his earrings right out of his ear. And I said, you leave this girl alone, you hear me? And I stared at all of them. And I said, now get out of here, every one of you, or you're gonna have me to answer to personally. Uh, Peter was kind of impressed by this, said, you know, when did that happen? Just a couple of minutes ago, the man said. If you wait until Goliath comes along, whatever your Goliath is, it probably won't go too well. Courage to face your giants will grow a little stronger day by day. And that's what David did. He faced several situations in his life that required enormous courage before he ever got to Goliath. And God used those situations to build courage in David. You know, I have some Goliaths in my life, and you do too. Uh, I don't know about you, but I want to be known as a person of courage. Uh, and I want you to be known as a person of courage who's willing to face your Goliaths. Uh, because I believe one of God's great delights is when people follow him with courage in a world that is so timid. And so today we're gonna walk through four ways we can develop courage. Uh, four ways that David or you or I can develop courage. And the first one is this, develop courage in everyday challenges. Uh, we don't like the mundane everyday challenges very much, uh, but they, they provide an opportunity to develop courage. All those years, David was on his own guarding sheep. He was building courage. Uh, this is what David says to Saul when he's explaining why he's ready to take on Goliath. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. Now it's easy to just kind of pass right over that, but let's just stop and think about this for a moment. Imagine you're David and you're in a field watching sheep. Uh, they're not yours. Uh, they're your dad's sheep and a bear comes along and you have no gun, uh, you have a big stick. Like that's what David would have had. What do you do? I mean, David could have run. Uh, he could have. And the only one to see him would have been the sheep. Uh, no one would have ever known if David had run except David and God. But David stayed and David fought and David learned. It's very interesting to me what David says in verse 37. Uh, David doesn't say, you know, I learned that I could defeat the lions and bears. He doesn't say, I learned my own sufficiency. He says, I learned that God who delivered me from the lions and the bears can deliver me from this challenge too. God can deliver me from any challenge that comes before me, David says. I've learned that. And I want to tell you something. Uh, you can hear God is faithful a thousand times, and a lot of people have. And you can read God is faithful in a hundred different books, and a lot of people have. 
but you will only come to believe it deep down in your heart when you test it out in your life. You see, lions and bears come after sheep all the time. You have your own flock of sheep and lions and bears come against you on a daily basis. Maybe you have a difficult project at school and you can procrastinate and you can get away with it or you can pray, God, with your help, I'm going after that lion and your courage will grow. Maybe you're facing a parenting challenge. Uh, maybe there's a behavioral trend in one of your children and you're, they're going the wrong direction uh, and it's gonna take time and energy to confront it. And there's part of you that's tempted not to. Uh, you don't have to. I mean, you can take the easy route if you want to. and Just ignore it. A lot of people do. Or you could say, God, with your help, I'm going after that lion and your courage will grow. Maybe you have a friend whose behavior is not pleasing to God and they need to be confronted in love. Uh, you could pretend not to notice. You could say, you know, it's not my problem. Or you could pray, God, with your help, I'm going after that lion. And I'll tell you the truth about David and about you and about me. It was in everyday moments when no one was watching in an unglamorous job as a shepherd that David, day after day, grew courageous. If he would have waited until he faced Goliath, he would have run away like everyone else, but he didn't. He took on everyday challenges, lions and bears, and God was faithful and David became very courageous. All right, so that's the first way we grow courage is to face your everyday challenges. If you run, you will lose heart. If you face them, God is faithful and you'll grow courage. You might be hearing this story for the first time, or maybe you've read it so many times you can tell it from memory. The Bible is full of stories like David's, where the seemingly impossible situations are impossible to overcome, and then God enters the scene. Here's what's fantastic. The more we spend time reading the Bible, the more we discover that it is full of these stories like our own, stories that we identify with and relate to. Reading and studying the Bible is a spiritual practice, one that deepens our relationship with God and leads us into Christ-centered living. In fact, it's what we're talking about with our students right now. Reading the Bible at any age is a tricky thing. Strange names, weird stories, and just the sheer number of pages can make the Bible an intimidating thing to explore. Our students launched this year into a series that we're calling Break It Down. In this series, we are exploring what the point of the Bible is, what the stories tell us, how to understand the actual structure of the Bible, and how ultimately the Bible helps us to see things clearly. If you're starting your Bible reading journey, or if you just want a refresher, we invite you to join in on our student service. While some of the examples may be a little teen-focused, the series is a great way to kickstart your spiritual growth this year. Head over to the Blue Oaks YouTube page to catch the series. There are more spiritual practices in addition to reading the Bible, and over the next few months, we'll be taking a look and talking about all of them as part of our spiritual growth initiative. Let's rejoin Matt as we continue the story of David. All right, another thing we learned from David about developing courage is this. Develop courage in the face of criticism. Now, we don't like 
criticism very much, but it's a great opportunity to develop courage. This is what happens to David when he takes the supplies to his brothers. David asked the men standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? They repeated to him what they had been saying and told him, this is what will be done for the man who kills him. When Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the desert? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. Now these are cheap shots at David. Uh, David had been sent by his father. Uh, he didn't go on his own and the sheep were being cared for by someone else. Uh, he's just being obedient. But Eliab takes these cheap shots at David. Why? I'll tell you what I think it was. I think for Eliab and for the brothers, Goliath dominated their world. They suffered from a kind of Goliath sickness of the spirit. And every day when Goliath came out and issued the challenge, it had been happening for 40 days now. Every day it happened and Eliab heard it and he shrank back and he didn't respond. Every day he felt a little more like a coward than he did the day before. Every day he died a little more for 40 days. I think he didn't mind being with his other brothers because when he was with them, they were all in the same boat. I mean, they didn't make him feel bad. But I think when David came along, Eliab didn't want David to see the coward that he felt himself to be in David's presence. He saw someone who was courageous, and by contrast, I think he saw what was going on in his own spirit, and he didn't like it. In the face of David's defiant courage, he felt ashamed. Fear made him unable to love his brother, to receive his brother's gifts. Fear does that to us as well. And I have to say, one of the most important reasons to have courage is this. When we shrink back before our giants, it eats away at our self-respect. If you shrink back before a Goliath, whatever your Goliath is, if you shrink back before a Goliath long enough, it eats away at your self-respect. It just does. And it's okay when you're around other people who are also living in fear, but when you're with someone who dares to challenge Goliath, you feel your own cowardice by comparison and it doesn't feel good. And you need to do something to strengthen your sense of esteem so you become angry or resentful or you put on this image of courage that isn't real. It just eats away your soul. You see, Goliath was killing Eliab one day at a time. And so as a result, David faces unfair criticism. Now, how would you have responded to that? This is very interesting to me. David could have wasted all of his time and energy fighting with his own brother. I probably would have been tempted to do that, but he doesn't because he knows that this is not the story of David and Eliab. This is the story of David and Goliath. This is all David says. Now, what have I done, said David? Can I even speak? He then turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter. And the men answered him as before. 
So he doesn't give in to Iliab, but he doesn't go and get the slingshot either. He just doesn't allow unfair criticism to have much power in his life. He gets on with his mission. Don't allow unfair criticism to have the power in your life either. Get on with your mission. He just says, God has something for me to do and I'm not gonna get sidetracked. And his courage got a little stronger. So let me ask you, how do you handle criticism? Because criticism will reveal something about you. I'll tell you my own weakness. I think if I was doing what David was doing, if I was gonna take on Goliath, I would expect other people around me to respond with something like this. You know, what a brave thing you're doing. You know, we want you to know how much we admire your courage. We're gonna applaud you as you go into battle. David doesn't get that. And I'll tell you something, when you get real serious about trusting God and facing your Goliath, there's a real good chance there will be some people in your life who will be threatened by that and they'll wanna hold you back. And they'll not feel good at all by someone else who's facing their Goliath when they're not. You're gonna face some criticism when you try to do what's right and honor God. You just will. Sometimes from friends and family, sometimes from people you know and love. And you can give up and you can lose heart. You can. You can get defensive and spend the rest of your life trying to straighten them out. But it's real hard to straighten these people out. Or you can say, this is what I think God is calling me to do as best as I can discern it. And then you get on with what God has called you to do. You develop courage in the face of criticism. David was committed to his mission. His attitude was God has something for me to do and I'm not gonna get sidetracked. That's all too easy for many of us, isn't it? To get sidetracked by the circumstances of others or simply the pace and the responsibilities of our own lives. We lose focus on our mission to love God and to love others. One way we demonstrate that love is through serving God and to, through serving others. As the planning continues for the resumption of in-person services, there are opportunities both now and in the future that you can serve in according to your gifts and your abilities. Would you like to lead a small group or do you enjoy praying for others? How about setting up and tearing down for Sunday services or greeting those who will be attending when we resume? There are roles within our kids' ministries or our student ministries where you can make a difference with the next generation. Or are you more of a project manager or an instructional designer? Are you skilled in social media or marketing? Do you enjoy mentoring others or are you creative and editing? There is a role where you can serve and a role that is simply an extension of who you are and the mission God has given to you. If you'd like to know more about the opportunities that are or will be available, click the latest news button at blueoakschurch.org. All right, I wanna talk about two more ways that we can develop courage. And the next one is this, develop courage by being authentic. Uh, don't try to be someone else. Uh, Saul hears about what's going on and he has David brought before him. David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, you are not able to go against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a boy. And he's been a fighting man from his youth. 
All right, now stop and think about this interaction. Uh, David has to have the courage and presence of mind to persuade the king of Israel that the king is wrong and David is right, and he ought to fight Goliath. And David does precisely that. Uh, look at verse 37. Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Maybe Saul is being uh, cynical here. I don't know, maybe he's sincere. Maybe he's envious, we don't know. But then look at verse 38. It's kind of a funny scene. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I'm not used to them. So he took them off. And then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in a pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. Okay, so here's the scene. Saul puts all of his best championship armor on David and David can't even walk. And so David has to do a real courageous thing. Again, remember Saul is the king and David is just the subject. Saul is this impressive man, head and shoulders above everyone in Israel. David's a kid. Saul is a warrior. David's a, a shepherd boy, never been to a battle in his life. And I think it would have been very easy for David to say, you know, Saul knows more than I do. I mean, he's been at this a lot longer than I have. I'll do it his way. But David knew something very important. He knew himself and he knew his enemy and he knew God. And he knew that when he went to face Goliath, he would stand alone. God would be with him, but on a human level, I mean, he would stand alone. Saul was not gonna be there with him. Uh, his brothers were not gonna be there with him. Jesse was not gonna be there with him. David was gonna stand alone. And when you go and face your Goliath, although you may have wonderful friends and family and a community of support in your life, in a very real sense, you stand alone. And David understood that Saul would really keep him from pursuing his mission in a way that God uniquely called David to that Saul would turn David into a kind of miniature version of himself. And David was not called to be a little Saul. You need to hear this. At the end of the day, you must choose how you will go to battle. You must choose. No one can choose your weapon for you. Not a pastor, not a teacher, not a boss, not a friend, not a parent. These are your gifts. It's your time, your possessions, your mind, your calling from God, it's yours. And we live in a world that just tries to squeeze us into its mold, like Saul tried to squeeze David into his mold. And God just longs for you to have enough courage that you will not be squeezed into the world's mold. You know, maybe you're part of a group where gossip is just kind of the way the group works and you're under pressure. You know, if you're gonna be a part of that group, you just have to bow to that pressure. And God is wondering, is there someone who has enough courage to say, no, I'm not gonna be involved in anything where uh, people are being torn down? No, God wants for there to be courage in a timid world. Maybe at your school or work, there's pressure to just compromise on some standards or commitments that you've made. And you know that you could have more fun or be more well thought of if you just kind of break those. And God is waiting to see if you'll be strong enough as a person to have the courage to say no 
I will not give in to that pressure. Maybe you know someone who's left out all the time. They're not thought of very well by other people. Maybe they need desperately to have someone love them and pray for them. But because of the pressure, you just kind of shrink back. And God's waiting to see someone who has courage enough to say, you know, I'm going to serve you and I'm going to share my life with you. God just loves it when people follow him with enough courage to withstand the pressure that this world puts on us. And David does this. David comes to this defining moment in his life uh, and Goliath's life and the, the life of the people of God. I mean, think from a human perspective. What would have happened to Israel if David hadn't come to this moment? Which leads us to the fourth way to develop courage. Develop courage at those great, great crisis moments of your life. Finally, now David stands before Goliath. Meanwhile, the Philistine with his shield bearer in front of him kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was only a boy, ruddy and handsome, and he despised him. He said to David, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. It was kind of a, a trash talking deal. It was like standard operating procedure before a battle in those days. And David had never been in this situation before. And so he has to respond. So this is what he says. David said to the Philistine, you come up against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come up against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will hand you over to me and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Now, I want you to consider something. Uh, whatever giant you face today, uh, it may be coming against you with sword and spear and javelin, the way Goliath came against David. But we have to realize what David realized. It's nothing that the God of Israel can't handle. Imagine Goliath in this moment. I mean, he never counted on this. Goliath had been through a lot of battles before. We're told that he had been fighting since he was a youth. He had never faced anyone like this before. Imagine Goliath's shock. I mean, he sees this skinny kid, no armor, no experience, no sword, no javelin, no spear, nothing but the God of Israel. And he hurls a single rock and it's over. Goliath never expected it. I mean, he was ready for a lot of stuff, but he never expected that. I wanna tell you something, whatever your Goliath is, whatever you face, whatever creates fear or anxiety in you, it's like the sword spear or javelin. And what God did for David, God can do for you. I don't know what the Goliath is in your life. Maybe it's failure. Some people are paralyzed by that. Maybe it's a difficult person. Uh, maybe you just have a personal Goliath in your life. Uh, maybe it's a vocational decision that you're afraid to make. Uh, maybe it's a risk that you have been afraid to take. I don't know what your Goliath is, but I know this. I know that if you let your Goliath, whatever your Goliath is, intimidate you, if you let him convince you that you're helpless, if you run away day after day like the Israelites did, you will die a little more every day. You will. You'll lose heart and your life is too precious to God 
And the battle is too important for you to go down that road. I know that if you turn and you face your Goliath with one small stone and the confidence in God, your Goliath doesn't stand a chance because one little stone and the power of God is stronger than anything that this world, world can throw against us. Hey, once again, thanks for listening. We hope you found something in this week's message to take away and apply to your life this week. Uh, if you live in the Bay Area, we would love to have you join us for one of our weekend services. We meet on Sunday mornings at 8.45, 10, and 11.15. Uh, for directions or information about what we have for you or your family, your students, you can go to blueoaks.church or download the app today. Uh, and we hope to see you on Sunday soon.